0: Politics without the soap opera, with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen, standing at the ready to guard and defend our liberty. This is Daniel Horowitz back in the house for another terrific day here at CR Podcast Blaze Media on Monday, and it is MLK Day. Which probably in the future is gonna be the only holiday left when they abolish July fourth and Thanksgiving and Memorial Day. So uh enjoy it while it lasts if you're a government worker and you know you have off. Um perhaps if you're a government worker, maybe you'll have off every day it will be a holiday, because frankly, a lot of them are working from home forever because there's COVID forever. Because there is masks forever. And because if we don't do anything about it, there is going to be martial law forever. So we got a lot to cover today. Um, Again, every weekend is like an eternity these days. So much to uh, to, to really go over whether it's the border, whether it's the military junta put in place by Biden even before he's in office, whether it's the criminalization of free speech. Whether it's the stolen election and the Chinese interference, we'll talk about that. Boy, oh boy, is that going to come out in the coming weeks? And then, of course, as I warned, I said, I was actually surprised it took this long. The one area of the web the censors haven't gotten a hold of were podcasts. And, you know, I know most people download this show from iTunes, and I was waiting for it to happen. So now the AP put out something yesterday saying, you know, there's a lot of really extremist stuff being said on these podcasts. So watch for that in the coming days, which is why you guys need to follow me, um, at the blaze. So it's an independent platform, theblaze.com, where you could find my columns. You could also find our podcast. Just click on the podcast. There's a lot of them and you could find CR podcast from Daniel Horowitz. Um, I am moving over to other platforms, so one thing we have is a, is a Rumble. I'm not posting anything on YouTube, uh, so let's build up the following there. We have some good videos out. Horowitz Citizen Sanctuary is the address on Rumble. Daniel underscore Horowitz at Gab, and we'll wait for Parler to, to get back up. But again, folks, remember, this is just a way to get around big tech. How do you get around big government? So we're going to talk about that. Now, just want to mention, I believe what is today, Monday, Wednesday night at midnight, is the last chance for you guys to register at ConstitutionCoach.com to come on our little getaway, our retreat to Front site Nevada, Constitution Defense Training with Rick Green and the boys at Patriot Academy. Um, really, really amazing opportunity to have the best defense training. A lot of people are asking me, do you need to be proficient in firearms? The the beauty of the training is you could have never picked up a firearm or you could shoot every day and you'll come away with something. So it's really a little bit for everyone. There's the three-day course, there's the five-day course. Um, If you ever want to go in the future and take the advanced courses, you need to pass this one. Um, we're going to have a great time together. We're going to strategize about how we fight back at a local level, like we talked about last week. But again, go to constitutioncoach.com. Let me know if you have any questions about the logistics, um, or, you know, if there's just uh, something that that's preventing you from going, but you'd really like to come, let me know about it. Email me at dharowitz at blazemedia.com. Again, constitutioncoach.com, our sponsor for the month of January. Um, you know, it's funny how these people make an idol out of Martin Luther King. And whatever he did or didn't do in his private life, which, you know, like anything else is interesting, what they choose to teach you and what they don't. There are two lessons they won't teach you from MLK, and they apply very much to today. Number one, of course was treating people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin, which has become the opposite of that dream of his. Now we only treat people by the color of their skin. We obsess about it. It's never about the content of their character. So in other words, if someone doesn't deserve to be admitted to something, well, we look at what what color skin they are. And if they're not white, then they deserve it even if they don't. If they are, they don't. Criminals, well, if the guy is a protected class, then... Uh, you know, we're not going to go after them, but if he's white, then we're going to persecute the person. That certainly was never a part of his dream. Number two, a lot of people conveniently forget what MLK always said about civil disobedience and the need to push back against immoral laws immoral activity. He also said, I became convinced that non-cooperation with evil is as much a moral obligation as is cooperation with good. How much longer are we going to sit and cooperate with this evilness that is going on in this country? Look, I called it on this program eight, nine months ago. I said that once they had people wearing the muzzles and so trained to do this even to their five-year-old kids, three-year-old kids, two-year-old kids. Guess what? If they were able to do that without firing a shot, without a fight, then you know what? That's never going to end. And lo and behold, CDC put out over the weekend that you're going to have to wear masks even after you get the vaccine. So on the one in the vaccine is the end all. It's like the most amazing thing in the history of the world, but you still have to wear a mask. Well, why? I thought I was vaccinated. Interesting. And the answer is because this never had anything to do with data and science and health and fear and concern of a virus. It had everything to do with using public health and playing off of people's worst fears and emotions to have them to themselves surrender their rights and to pressure, humiliate and shame others into doing so as well and snitching on them. And as I've warned, once government was able to do that so successfully because of one so-called emergency, now they're going to play that playbook again and again and again for any number of other emergencies to take away other rights. And this is why I'm afraid. I'm more afraid of government than I am of an Antifa. I never thought I'd say that. Antifa violent crime, it's bad. And it's part of the government orchestrating it. You know, the parallels to Nazi Germany with the sacking of democracy, of civil rights, while accusing opponents of doing that, and then sending out the brown shirts and having anarchy and violence while you have full control. Now, I've been talking about this seamless, somewhat paradox of anarchy and tyranny mixed in one, how it's kind of usually one or the other. It's usually you're either China or North Korea or you're Afghanistan. But there really is a scary precedent for what we're seeing, and that occurred in Germany in the 1930s. So remember, government has a full monopoly on power, violence, violence. And the so-called law, their resources and reach are endless. And that's what we should be scared about. Because the same way the COVID stuff is never ending, this military junta, martial law that they put together, is never ending. And what's funny is the same excuses and Reichstag moments that they use with COVID, they're using with this. Remember how they shout fire in a crowded theater. Oh my gosh, there's like a new fresh panic porn. The virus does this, and it spreads more asymptomatically than not. And, you know, kids are a danger, and there's no immunity to it. It always gets debunked, but the damage is done. And the power is seized based on the lie. And that's what you're finding now. There's right-wing terrorists. Oh my gosh, look what they did. This was the worst violence we've ever seen in our nation's history. Oh my God, we need the military. We need more. And then those of you watching TV this morning saw smoke billowing from the Capitol. Turned out it was under 395 I I I 395, which loops around the Capitol there. There was a homeless shelter there where, you know, someone there set a fire, or they just, you know, sometimes they they often try to cook um off the street and they'll set a fire or something. We don't know exactly what happened there, but what happens is they keep keeping up this pretext of fear the right wingers are coming for you. Coming for you. This blood libel. This militia man arrested in Virginia, you know, traveling into DC armed, turned out he was a security guard. This is going to keep happening. Lie first, seize power always, ask questions never. Steal an election, ask no questions, which we're going to talk about soon. But this is part of the blood libel. They're up to, what, 30,000 troops now? Do you think that's going to end with the inauguration? You see, you have um, states... My state of Maryland, New Mexico, declaring emergencies because of right-wing terrorism. The Indiana legislature, maybe I think a number of them, Missouri, maybe a few of them, red states, they're shut down on Inauguration Day. See, this is the game they play. These dirty Republicans get elected, lie to us, and then they don't, they don't even want to go in session while the governor is sacking power, they just cede power. Very, very scary. You see, something that is introduced to the body politic under false pretenses to begin with, by definition, is never going to end. See, only something that is done legitimately is going to end because when the legitimate rationale expires, so the policy expires. But if it was all built on a lie to begin with, like lockdowns and masks with COVID, it never, ever had any efficacy. So they're right. Why should it ever end? Nothing changed now with a vaccine than before vaccine. Masks and lockdowns didn't work before. They don't work now. They weren't needed before. They're not needed now. But they did it anyway, so they're going to continue doing it. Same thing here. When you pull the emergency power panic button, it's when something is self-evident, out of control, like what we saw last May and June, when you had cities out of control and were like, if you don't stop this, endless private businesses are going to be destroyed. And indeed, they didn't, and endless businesses were destroyed. That's a red line. It's something very evident that's going on. I mean, emergency powers are always scary to use, but at least then it's self-evident. Here it's like, there's nothing going on. Nothing. It was one event that was brought under control for two hours, and now the more we find out about it, it was just a breakdown of their own security. They let them in. I'm sure a lot of you have seen those videos with those freaky-deaky guys coming into the Senate chamber, talking with the Capitol Police. Clowning around. I'm not saying people shouldn't be prosecuted for that, but... Sure didn't look like a violent coup to me. And they keep... Keep this blood libel up. You're gonna all die of COVID. So yeah, people are willing to surrender their rights. You're all gonna die for right-wing terrorism. Well... Why are they coming for that? When God brought the plagues on Egypt... He brought the hail to destroy their farms. But there were certain crops that didn't get destroyed. So God sent the locusts, the next plague, to consume them. And that's kind of what's going on now. COVID basically consumed every one of the Bill of Rights. Fourth Amendment, you know, tracking, tracing, life, liberty, property, Antifa and BLM erased our right to self-defense because they could do what they want and they have a right to beat us up and we can't defend ourselves. The last thing we had, as we watched very cautiously across the world with countries like Australia criminalizing First Amendment rights, criminalizing freedom of speech, we at least had the ability to criticize what was going on in this country, even if there was nothing we can do about it. And now, they're coming for that final frontier. Folks, you have to understand, imagery matters. You need people, seeing is believing, you need people to feel that their life is in danger in order to be willing to surrender their liberties. You can't have normal times. This is what I keep saying, which is why masks are so important. To their cause. Not just because it's the ultimate sign of subjugation. It certainly is. But because it is the most evident symbol. That is a constant reminder. That we are not living in normal times. And the more it becomes normal to live abnormally. The more they acculturate us. To a life of emergency. Of threat. Of danger. Of obsequious. Servitude to government. The easier it is to keep that in place indefinitely. So, with that understanding, on the right wing terrorism assault on freedom of speech, that's the new COVID. That's what the military parading around DC is and the emergency declarations. That's the mask. Well, I mean, you know, it's gotta be it's gotta be bad. Well, otherwise, why would they do this? This is the beauty of the communist bastards. They're so good at this. You see, what they're doing is so perfidious. It's so disgusting. It's so evil. It's so unbelievable that it truly is unbelievable. People can't believe it. Come on, they're not going to do that for nothing. I I said throughout the COVID thing, I said, look, you know, if they have a bunch of surgeons on the ground operating on so on, and you turn the corner, you walk down the block, and you ask a bystander, hey, what's going on? What, what, what's happening? What's all the commotion? And they're like, there's a guy in the ground with a paper cut. You, you're not going to believe that. It, your eyes, what you see, do not reflect something that, you know, irrelevant to safety and security. And it's the same thing here. Come on. I mean, it's got to be like these, these right-wing you know, groups all over the place waiting to just blow up the world, right? Notice how they are the masters of projection. We are a threat to democracy. We stole an election. Trump colluded with Russia for, uh, to steal an election. That's what we were told. But let me tell you something. Someone who legitimately wins an election... Do they need a military junta to protect them? I mean, to be fair, some are saying that there would be nobody at his inauguration because they're all on Zoom, so maybe they needed the military to attend. But, you know, there's more to it than that. Shut up. You're not allowed to talk about the election anymore. Huh, it's kind of funny. What do they have to hide? Well, I'll tell you what they have to hide. Yesterday, the Washington Examiner and the Epic Times published a copy of a letter that DNI director, that's director of uh, national intelligence, John Ratcliffe sent to Congress expressing his concern that the Chinese interfered in the 2020 elections and that The CIA stifled any information from getting out to the public or lawmakers on this, and how he disagrees with the majority view among the IC, the intelligence community, or as I call them, the international communists. And it's something that needs to be dealt with. Now, Ratcliffe might sound like a hero except everything he expressed he knew about for months. And certainly right after November, when he could have helped Trump make the case and could have spawned more Senate hearings expeditiously, state legislative hearings expeditiously that could have uncovered more and made the case that this election was stolen. Do you know when he sent this letter? This is, this is probably the biggest news story of the day in my view. January 7th, the day after certification. So anyway, Ratcliffe cited a report by the IC's um, analytic ombudsman, Barry Zuloff, which was transmitted to Congress on the same day. Quote, Given analytic differences in the way Russia and China analysts examine their targets, China analysts appeared hesitant to assess Chinese actions as undue influence or interference. These analysts appeared reluctant to have their analysis on China brought forward because they tended to disagree with the administration's policies, saying in effect, I don't want our intelligence used to support those policies. And by the way, this is just the tip of the iceberg. You can imagine all of the intelligence that was squelched that could have helped Trump on, on a, a number of issues. Illegal immigration, the border crisis, whatever it is. But Ratcliffe, based on that, wrote that he does not believe the majority view expressed by the IC analyst fully and accurately reflects the scope of the Chinese government's efforts to influence the 2020 U.S. federal elections. Additionally, the ombudsman found the CIA management CIA management took actions, quote, pressuring analysts to withdraw their support from the alternative viewpoint on China in an attempt to suppress it. This was seen by the national intelligence officers as politicization, and I agree. For example, this ICA gives the false impression that the NIO cyber is the only analyst who holds the minority view on China. He is not a fact that the Ombudsman found during his research and interviews with stakeholders, placing the NIO cyber on a metaphorical Island Island by attaching his name alone to the minority view is a, is a state as a Testament to both his courage and to the infec- effectiveness of the institutional pressures that have been brought to bear on others who agree with him. Intelligence reform, and terrorism prevention act, Analytics standard D requires that coordinated analytics, analytic products be based on all available sources of intelligence. However, because of the highly um, compartmented nature of some of the relevant intelligence, some analyst judge judgments reflected in the majority view are not based on the full body of reporting. So we're supposed to shut up and not worry about Chinese influence when the Democrats talked about fake Russian influence for four years. Gee, which, which uh, political group in this country stands to benefit from Chinese influence? Well, the ones that are quite literally in bed with them. You can't make this stuff up. This is what diabolical communists, this is what they do all the time. They engage in projection. If you want to know what the Democrats are doing at any given moment, look at what they're accusing their opponents of. We're a threat to democracy. That's exactly what they're doing. Suspending democracy. How any dirtbag rhino Republican can move on from this election without any effort at a state and federal level to reform our elections? It's just, it's criminal. We already have Antrim County, Michigan, where you have an independent auditor ordered by a county judge showing that there are insane problems with the Dominion software. And by the way, that's another thing you're not allowed to say anymore. Dominion is able to sue your pants off if you say anything. They're able as a private entity to control our elections and we can't say anything about it. I mean... Libel against a private entity to begin with is a very slippery slope against the First Amendment. But it's even worse when it's a private vendor controlling a governmental policy that affects the core of our democratic republic because it it doesn't just squelch freedom of speech, but free debate in public policy. Like if there's problems with our elections, we can't even voice concerns because they'll sue us. Who gave them the right in our Constitution to control our elections? And this has nothing even to do with dominion per se. This should open up all our minds. The Democrats were saying this for four years until they stopped saying it when they were talking about Russian collusion. That I think all of us have overlooked the fact. Forget about fraud, Who, which side engages in it, to what advantage, but just in general... I think we've all learned that, holy smokes, our election systems are totally vulnerable to cyber attack from from foreign countries. I mean, forget about domestic fraud, you know, one side trying to cheat or whatever. But just in terms of foreign hacking and cybersecurity threats. It's it's utterly insane that we can't come together and just say, let's have paper ballots, because, again, the truth is that both parties do conduct primaries. So it's not just a a right versus left, Republican versus Democrat issue. It affects Democrat primaries like anything else. And as core, this is what Cruz and Hawley were trying to do with objecting to certification to force the creation of an election commission. But that was that was suspending democracy. That's a threat. That's Nazism. That's violence. That is not protected. By the Constitution. You cannot say that anymore. You cannot talk about it. But now we know why the IC is not focusing on China. Because they're focused on us. They're now, all the left is saying the IC, all the intelligence groups, not just the FBI, CIA, DNI, DIA, They need to focus on us. This is going to... You understand that. DHS, DOJ, every agency is going to be focused on us. At the behest of China. They are the agents of China to destroy the half of America that still opposes China. Remember who was literally in bed With these people. A man who was appointed impeachment manager against Trump. Think about this. At the same time. We have 30,000 troops in DC. To guard against. An invisible non-existent enemy. We have 8,000 violent illegal aliens. In a caravan, almost all of them are young men, military age, coming from Honduras, crashing the gates of Guatemala to come here. And not only aren't they using the military to block them, they're using the military on us, while Biden is now openly inviting them to come and get amnesty as one of his first acts. If this is not a violation... Of the Declaration of Independence of the social contract, the contract we have with government that they protect us from external threats. That's what Madison said the federal government is for external threats. They invite external threats while using the federal government against we, the people, under a false blood libel of an internal threat. That's what they're doing to us. Do you know the sick irony? The Guatemalan and Mexican governments are doing everything they can to block the caravans. And so far, Guatemala looks like they just about held on, held the perimeter, and blocked the um, the caravan. They care about our border security more than his fraudulency, the fraudulently elected... Military junta leader Joe Biden cares, or really President Kamala Harris. I don't know if you saw the words "Harris" were in, were in a larger font than Biden. Those, uh, you know, inauguration signs. But think about that sickness. Our military is being used against us, not at the border. While, meanwhile, there is no evidence of any violence while there i mean if you saw some of those those videos from guatemala we need our military but nope they will be invited in the covid restrictions won't apply to them they will supplant us we will be locked up and they will be given citizenship I'm sure some of you have seen garrett Saldano, Dr. Garrett Saldano, he was uh, one of the leaders of the anti-lockdown movement in Michigan. He put out a Facebook video over the weekend saying he he was paid a visit by two FBI agents. So as you well know, l- l- let's back up for a moment. I'll, I'll get back to Saldano. But we were told this was the most violent thing ever. So I was waiting to see like, who was arrested for the death of Officer Sicknick? Because I think all of us, certainly, if someone really bashed him over the head and killed him, all of us want that, that guy or, or group of people brought to justice. I mean, we're, we're all about that. I don't care what their views are, I don't care who they are, I don't care if it was a listener to this show. But what's funny is we don't hear about any of them being arrested. Who killed him? How did he die? I mean, I was expecting really gory indictments. I mean, I was like, like I was waiting to see from the worst violence in the history of the country. And now we're seeing they're all being arrested for trespassing or involvement in a riot. Very vague terms. Well, I mean, there's so many people that just beat and looted and crushed. And I mean, how do they have time to even get to the borderline people or the people that did nothing wrong so quickly? Isn't that kind of interesting? A blood libel. So they're going down, tracking down people who merely attended an assembly, which is their right. The fact that people get violent, you prosecute the violent people. If we would apply that standard to BLM, there would be tens of millions of people in jail. But this is what they do. They're coming after us. They have signs out. The FBI has signs all over the country. Some of you have sent me. You've seen from Dallas and Atlanta. I'm sure they're everywhere. Asking people to call in. What have you seen? So people are calling. Because government has already acculturated people. To this. This uh, trend of snitching on your neighbor. We saw that with COVID. Notice how well oiled their machine is. So Anyway. Saldano gets um, two FBI agents visiting him. He didn't even attend the D.C. rally. Turns out, some sort of neighbor called them and said Saldano is a threat. Folks, this is not just about big tech. Big tech is a monopoly that could box us out of having effective speech. But big tech... I mean, at least not yet, can't lock us up in jail. The government can. I'm I'm more worried about that. It's, It's not just censorship. We're beyond that. That's been going on for a few years already. They are criminalizing free speech now. They are criminalizing our speech, our views, our assembly. That is very scary. That's something that should scare all of us. And by the way, I just want to say, at the same time that they're using the military... In Washington and not at the border. You know what's funny? They're putting up high fences to protect the Capitol, Nancy Pelosi. While promising to dismantle the fence at our border. You see what I'm saying? This is not a double standard. It's not hypocrisy. It's sadistic persecution. Because you can't be that hypocritical. Spend four years lying down on the tracks, blocking a concept of a wall, and saying it's a goofy, stupid idea. And the first thing you do when you're scared is put up a wall. That means they know exactly what they're doing. They know that the military works. They know that walls work. Which is exactly why they don't want them at the border. Because they want the illegals. They don't want us. Be afraid. Be very afraid. This is a dystopian vision that no book, including 1984 or Animal Farm, could have properly captured. And you know what? It was all our fault because we didn't listen to the admonition of John Adams. Ops the Principis. In Latin, nip the shoots of arbitrary power in the bud is the only maxim which can ever preserve the liberties of any people. He knew that. He knew you get one shot at it. Once you allow this COVID emergency executive power stuff, you no longer have the freedom to fight back once you realize what's going on. And that's why I'm sounding the alarm today. It's not just big tech. Big tech's a problem, but a bigger problem is being arrested for your views, criminalizing views. Parlor is supposedly going to be up within a few days or a week or two, and everyone's like, this is beautiful. They, they, they hustled, they scrambled. Private sector, we did what we wanted. We got around them. We're not dependent. That's great. But you see, there's one monopoly you can never get around, And that's the government, because they could just come in and say, you're a threat to this country. Parlor is a threat. And they must be shut down. So it doesn't matter who owns their domain, because government could do what they want. Because we no longer have a constitution. Because we've allowed ourselves to go for years without holding them accountable, holding them to those constitutional constraints. And then we just allow them to blow it wide open in 2020. With the COVID nonsense. By the way. um, I'm sure a lot of you. Have seen that AP article. That they're vetting. The National Guardsmen. They're not just using the National Guard. They're scared the National Guard. Is not going to be. Loyal to Biden. So they're vetting them. You know because the stereotype. That if you're in the military. You're a right winger. Which is true to an extent. But it's become less true over the years. As they've homosexualized the military and just, you know, feminized it and whatever. What does that sound like to you? I don't care if you're a leftist, if you dream about throwing daggers at Trump. If you are worried about Trump, who has been neutered and is gone in three days. If you're still talking about him, there's something wrong with you. If you think the right wing in this country is a threat with control of absolutely nothing when the other side has full control now of the federal government, of the military of the FBI of the entire internet of banking e-commerce every corporation every media outlet every academia the medical community Everything. There's nothing they don't control. I don't want to hear about Trump. He's irrelevant at this point. We need to move beyond that. I mean, we could talk about what role he could potentially play in the future. But folks, be afraid. Be very afraid. Because, um, guess what? Government's a much bigger problem than BLM. And people forget, our founders, they didn't have the Second Amendment because of, like, violence. They didn't have knockout mobs and BLM in those days. You know, this, like, civil violence. Not really. You know why the Second Amendment exists? It was a check on government. States and feds had different divided powers. The legislature has a check on the executive in several ways. The executive and the legislature, you got the courts. The Second Amendment was the check and balance of the people. It's funny, a lot of, a lot of leftists are complaining like, you know, I understand the Second Amendment, Daniel, but they never envisioned such weapons of war. Mind you, they refer to semi-autos. Like, they're, they're not even fully auto, just regular semi-automatic handguns and rifles they call weapons of war now. And like, they never thought of this stuff. They're actually onto something, but in the exact opposite direction. They never envisioned the government having the weapons of war they had. So if they would be around nowadays, they would push a Second Amendment that would equalize things. Because those semi-auto rifles are nothing compared to the tools government has. In fact, if they were around nowadays, they would be pushing very different sorts of weapons in the hands of civilians because the truth is we've lost all power they always understood this is why they write in every state constitution certainly the original colonies um the 13 original ones and the and the declaration of independence that you have a right and a a duty to throw off a tyrannical government that's a joke that right is rings hollow today none of us could do that no matter what they do to us that's what's so scary No matter how tyrannical they get. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Now, folks, I just want to return to what we said at the top of the hour with the mask stuff. CDC now announcing that it's going to go on forever, even after the vaccine is in place. And remember, I mean, you look at a place like Florida Ron DeSantis has already ensured that a good percentage of seniors have been vaccinated. So why is it going on? It's funny how back in May, a New York Times columnist wrote something about, you know, like basically conservatives are, you know, politicizing science type of thing. And the title was, When the Mask You're Wearing Tastes Like Socialism. And he quoted me, Daniel Horowitz, of conservative voice. I guess he didn't know how to read conservative review. <clears throat> and he just talks about how we we dismissed everything. And, you know, they bring on a pseudo like analyst to say, like, yeah, this is very concerning. We see predominantly white conservative males that are very, um, very much um, eschewing the need to uh, public safety you know, like, we were the crazy ones making this about socialism and not science. Well, what do you call making people wear masks for the rest of their lives? Yeah, that, that's not science. And it's funny, uh, one of our listeners, Donald, sent me a rendition of The New Lord's Prayer. Instead of the Lord's prayer, he called it the mask prayer. Our mask, which art on our face, hallowed be thy cloth. The tyranny come, thy control be done in our homes as it is in public. Give us this day our daily bacterial stew and forgive us our mask removal as we forgive those who remove their masks against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from freedom for thine is the tyranny, the power And the control forever. Amen. And a woman. Well, that's the America we live in. You know what's funny? Switzerland is actually holding a referendum on governmental lockdown policies. Another example of a European country that has more freedom than America. It's from the UK Daily Mail. Switzerland is going to hold a referendum can, um, whether to impose lockdowns or strip the government of its powers. Campaigners handed in a petition with 86,000 signatures last Wednesday, well above the 50,000 required to trigger a referendum. Basically, they could repeal this law. The referendum is scheduled not until June. But it looks like it has a lot of popular support. In our opinion, the government is taking advantage of the pandemic to introduce more control and less democracy. Christopher Pfluger, board member of Friends of the Constitution, which spearheaded the campaign, told the Financial Times, The long-term problems that will arise from this kind of a- approach will be grave. We are a movement that says crisis management cannot be done without the will of the sovereign, the people. You cannot govern without the people. Why is it we have 50,000 people, restaurants? opening up in Italy and not here. I mean, this is very scary. Now, I think some of it is the fact that they don't have the printing presses there in the dollar to manipulate and just throw trillions of dollars at people, which is why I'm so opposed to it, among other reasons, just because I don't want people to be fat and happy with lockdowns. I want them to fight. But this is scary. This is not going to end. And it's scary how we're democratic freedoms were born, there is no fight for it. And again, this is what we're going to have to do in our red counties and our red states. I'm going to try in the coming days to come up with some sort of a 10-point checklist. What to do in your red county. Are you a county, one of the 83% where Trump carried? Here's what you need to survey among your elected officials, the policies, To know whether you're free. So this is very scary. Very, very scary. And I'm just telling you, power doesn't recede on its own. It's going to have to come from us. We're going to have to do this. I want to make one other point just before we close, there's a lot of loose ends we'll get to later in the week. But Joe Manchin, the, the moderate, I mean, you got to give these guys credit. This is the supposed moderate Democrat from a state that is deep into enemy territory from their vantage point. Trump carried every county both times, and he carried it by a massive margin. And he is actually talking about exercising the 14th Amendment to remove Cruz and Hawley from the Senate. I don't even know what he's talking about in the 14th Amendment. He's certainly not talking about the 14th Amendment that precludes politicians from violating our civil liberties, but uh, that he doesn't care about. And my point was, there should be a thousand calls into Joe Manchin's office, all of his constituents. Should be on top of him. With amnesty too. Like, rather than waiting until the last minute, as soon as Biden floats an idea, we're getting rid of the Keystone Pipeline. Like you said, we're, we're giving amnesty to illegals. Biden is in our control, our area. I mean, uh, mansion. I'm just saying these are the things we need to focus on. It's a rare example of a Democrat. In one of those strong red areas. Usually it's rhinos. And there are plenty of those rhinos in West Virginia too. The other senator is a rhino. The governor is. But this is where we need to get active. And we need to get active now. So anyway. As always this is going to be a busy week. Continue to follow us at Minimum Speakeasy On Facebook. Let's get over a thousand names. Or I think we're pretty close. And then hopefully we could transfer that over to another platform in the coming days. My plan is to, I'm still at, on Twitter at arm conservative, but I plan to, to leave it. I'm already posting a little bit at G- gab, um, Daniel underscore Horowitz and CloudHub D E Horowitz. And, uh, obviously our rumble page. We're really going to use a lot and put out some videos in the coming days. I have a couple out, um, Horowitz citizen sanctuary at rumble, You can always email me, dharowitz at blazemeta.com. Till tomorrow, God bless you all, and thank you for listening.